everyone, welcome back to Oz Hoopers TV, episode 8. Uh, this week we've got on Tamri Wigness. Um, I'm a big fan of Tamri's. Uh, last year he signed to the Brisbane Bullets and he's currently playing his uh, rookie season there. Um, he just got announced to the uh, under-19 Emus roster. Um, has probably been Mr. Australia since he was like, what, 12 years old? Um, yeah. So big name. Um, we're excited to have him on. How you been, Hesh? Yeah, man, I'm I'm good, man. Um, been been keeping an eye on on that emu situation, which we'll talk about. Yeah, talk about later as well, and a few other things. Obviously, we got to get to as well, man. Yeah, it's been it's been pretty pretty busy in Australian basketball. I mean, NBL one's popping off. Um, the whole Charlotte situation, which we'll get into next. Um, ben Simmons, Joe Ingles, tearing it up in the playoffs. Yeah. So let's get let's get into the Charlotte situation real quick because. I woke up that morning and I checked my phones. The first thing I saw, and I was like shocked. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what exactly happened. For anyone that doesn't know, um, Shyla Heal, who was picked eighth by the Chicago Sky in the WNBA, uh, daughter of Shane Hill, uh, NBL and Aussie legend, uh, has been cut, has been traded, sorry, by the Chicago Sky to the Dallas Wings and then immediately waived by the Dallas Wings. Um, after four four games she played, she didn't play the first one. So I think they were one and five. Um, she played a total of 31 minutes. What what do you think the what do you think the goal is? Man, that's crazy. I, I'm the same as you, man. When I heard about it, I was shocked. Yeah. I thought this is like cutthroat. I was thinking eighth pick in the draft, and they just they get cut. That's crazy, man. Like, you know what I mean? First thing I thought was like. Far out for a young, up and coming star. Like that's a tough pill to swallow, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, like you know, she's been on cloud nine. She gets drafted. Yep, start my career in the in the best league in the world. And then like yeah, before you know it, it's it's kind of uh, this episode of this part of it. I guess it's over. She has to re- reconsider her options now and figure out if she can get another gig over there or if she's gonna come back here. Man, I I just I know a couple of people in. Like that are close to Shyla and they would kind of tell me the situation. I don't want to reveal too many details because I'll, I'll leave it for her to kind of, you know, to her situation. But I heard it was cutthroat too, the way they did it. Like it wasn't just like they sat her down. It was just like, boom, yeah, you've been traded. Boom. Oh yeah, no, you're waived now. And it's just like job done. That's it. Taken. So I don't know, like you're right. You know, 31 minutes, minimal practice sessions, minimal games. And then you drafted her on talent and potential. Like, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't know. make sense. It's so weird, the whole situation. I feel like in the NBA, the whole, the whole thing that kind of has me like shocked about it is like how unprofessional it is. Like you have scouts there hired to like scout these people for years. Like they would have been looking at her since she started playing professionally um, and to get her for two practices and play her 20 minutes and just say, no, nah, you're out of here. Like, I think there's more to it. In my opinion, I could be wrong, obviously. And I probably am wrong, but I yeah. think there's more behind this story than we think. There might have been maybe, an altercation maybe. behind it, behind doors. I don't know. Yeah. But it just seems very odd to me. I feel like if you're a top eight pick in the NBA, even if you're yeah. complete, even if they get you after years of scouting and you yeah. are like not fitting in with the team and you are complete garbage, which Charlotte isn't, yeah. they still keep you for three to four years and then they'll ship you out of there. Not f- yeah, yeah. not two games. Like she played two games, minimal minutes. Like, it's very odd in my opinion. Yeah. So the process... Like, I think, obviously, they traded her. So, mm. Chicago, obviously, like, I understand that. I understand if, like, 
they got offered something for Shola and they were like, oh, we can make a move on this right now and this is better for our team. Cool. That's, it's a business and they yeah. have to make, you know, they got to make moves. And even though she's the eighth pick, doesn't mean you're going to stay in that one team. It's just crazy to me how a number eight pick or, you know, lottery pick basically in the, in the WNBA can be out of the league within a month, not even, like two weeks of being mm-hmm. involved there. Like it's, it's crazy to think the trade I don't really have a problem with because that's the GM doing whatever moves they need to make. It's more so like the trade and then Dallas just waving straight. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. I think there's more to it. I don't know. And then I'm thinking like, aren't there guaranteed contracts? So even if she's waived, does that mean her contract gets paid out? Or is that just like, no, you only get paid for the game you played? I don't know. I don't know what the situation is, but you'd think that they at least let her sit up. Like if you don't rate her game, which I doubt they would be like that because she's a bucket. If you don't rate the game, like... Why wouldn't you just be like, all right, sit on the end of the bench? You got some a young girl there that's clearly going to be back in that league in the next couple of years, like at some point in time. She's gonna, she's arguably like, she's gonna be on the the Opals team, man. You know, like yeah, exactly. Starting in the Opals team, so she'll be back in that league. Like, why wouldn't you let that young talent grow and be a part of your league and be a part of your team? I just don't I mean, get it. I don't know. If she's on a rookie contract, why wouldn't a massive like a even like a big team or someone with one more space? Why wouldn't you pick up an eighth pick? Yeah, just sit it. on the end of the bench and work with individual coaches and. I don't get it. I really don't get it. But Shane Hill came out with Shane Hill came out with a tweet, um, and he pretty much said two practices, twenty odd minutes. Um, team lost five straight, um, so they cut their two first round picks. So they cut yeah. someone else as well as Shyla. Um, but he said and their third bad. rookie too, who wasn't a first round pick but a second round pick or something like that. Yeah. They just cleared all their youngsters. You know, so weird. I don't really. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong about that's the thing then. But he said great experience that'll make her even tougher. Um, and he also said that she was cut at the airport before departing for a road trip. Yeah, um, that's what I'm yeah, saying. But yeah, good luck to Shyla. She'll she'll bounce back from it. Um, she'll be yeah, back. We got to get her on here. We got We got to hear yeah. the, the juice, man, and let her let her vent it out. Let her have her peace, have her say, and get back yeah. to get back in that league, man. Yes, NBL finals. I think we're on our last game for each team at the moment. Um, We've got Melbourne sitting in first. They just took over Perth and locked in their first seed. Locked in, yep. Yep. Perth second, Hawks third, and Southeast fourth. Um, Kings have a chance to make it, uh, but according to NBL, Bullets have to beat the Southeast Melbourne by 80 or more. They've got to beat them by 80 or more. Yeah, so I don't think Sydney Kings are making it. Um, But if Southeast Melbourne win, I think they play Perth. And then or Hawks will play even Melbourne. They, even if they don't win, they just got to not yeah. lose by eight. <laughs> Do you think anyone um, else has a chance other than you've been sitting on Perth this whole season, but now Cotton's gone? Do you think anyone has a chance to take it? Yes, I do. Now, yes. Is Cotton ruled out for the entire final series? Yeah. He came out in a conference and just said, it's over. I'm not trying to risk it. Um, the injury's bad. And he could hardly walk it on a video I saw. He was in training, could yeah. hardly walk. So he pretty much said, it's, there's no chance I'm coming back. Right. I hope that, I mean, you never know. These things could be like mind games or just like playing the media a little bit. Nah, so nah, he seemed game. pretty confident. He came out and he said, I'm not playing no games. Like, it's done. So cool. sometimes, I, sometimes I would, I would, man, sometimes it's like, you know, the speculation in the media hovering around practice and your teammates aren't focused. It's better just to come out and be like, yeah, this is what it is. Yeah. Imagine just like finals comes around and he's like healthy, <laughs> ready yeah. to go, busting people. Um, no, nah, yeah. If without Cotton, I think it opens it up, to be honest. Like, I think Cotton's like a, we all know he's MVP candidate in the conversation. So 
it's a big big loss for Perth, but they've got the the goods to to still be very very competitive, and I wouldn't be surprised if they win it. But yeah, it does open it up. I really like the way the Hawks have finished the season, man. Mm. Like uh, they've just man, like Harvey's on his back, man. Mm. Killing out I think there. I think that's a big thing that not many of these other teams have. I think Hawks have that full full on guy. That yeah, I mean Melbourne have Golding and um, Landau, but I think Harvey's just like Harvey's different, bro. Because yeah. any given night could be fifty piece. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. could just come out and go whack 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 whack. End the game in the first quarter. I don't know. I, I'm still I'm still liking my X factor of Southeast Melbourne. I said yeah, a couple weeks ago they've had they've had a couple like um they've had a couple weird losses. Um, they came close yeah. to breakers the other night as well. So it's a little bit worrying, yeah. but. I think in a series of three games, I yeah. think they're going to be a bit of trouble, especially if they're playing Perth without Cotton. I don't know. It could just be me, but yeah. I'm still I'm still got Southeast Melbourne to upset. I think I think that's reasonable. Like you could you could pick anyone. If any one of those four teams win, I wouldn't be overly shocked. I think it's pretty kind of open. But if I had to put my money on it, I'm still going to go with Perth, dude. Okay. I'm still yeah. going. To, I'm still going to pick Perth as my number one. Um, just with the, the depth and you know, Mooney and Mooney sort of finals depth. MVP. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah, probably, probably has to be man. Probably can you know averaging twenty and ten or something like that yeah. the whole final. If I'm if I'm sticking with Southeast, I'm gonna have to probably go Mitch Creek MVP. Wow, not Kiefer Sucks. Nah, Kiefer Sucks has been turning up, but I think in I think in three games, I think Creek will be very solid. I think there'll be a game where Kiefer Sucks. I want to just just to keep it. I just don't make make sure that people are aware, dude. I don't. I'm not sleeping on Melbourne either. Yeah, dude, I'm not sleeping on Melbourne. They're always they're always good, but I just Man, Shea Ely. I watched them live the other night. Shay Ely plays defense, bro. Like this guy, Clamp, he was getting all up in Casper's stuff. Casper's still bucketing him, but Shay Ely plays defense. Chris Goulding can light up. Jock Landau can just dominate both sides of the floor. I think yeah. Scotty Hobson's going to have to turn up a little bit as well if they want to win. Yes. Scotty Hobson, yeah. but yeah, man. So to answer your question, I have no idea. But yeah. if I had to pick, I'll go Perth still. Yeah, it's very up there now that Bryce Cotton's out. But if I had to pick one, I'm going to yeah. go Dark Horse and go Southeast Melbourne. All right. What about NBA? You've been watching? Yeah, of course, man. I've been living <laughs> off that. That's all I do. Um, uh, who, so who, who you got? Who you got in the finals? Who you got winning the finals? And who's your finals MVP? Uh, first, I just like to say that. Eight years, nine years, man. I've been like LeBron. Nah, nah. Warriors will get him. Nah, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. nah, Miami can't win it. Miami aren't gonna win this one. Like they're gonna lose this and that. Kept proving me wrong. Or oh, with his roster, nah, he's got no chance. Kept proving me wrong. Kept proving me wrong. Kept proving me wrong. Even last year, did they play in the finals last year? Hey, I'm drawing blank. Oh Miami. yeah, in the bubble. Yeah. In the bubble, I was like, Miami looked good. Jimmy Butler's LeBron's historically had a bit of trouble with Butler. He clamps up a lot of superstars and does a good job. And he was locked in that whole bubble thing. And Miami were riding this wave. And I was like, Lakers aren't going to win it. Prove me wrong again. And they ate Miami too. That was light for them. So this year, I was like, you heard me. Every episode, I've been saying the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers. So I don't know what to do anymore, man. Like I just I thought I'd jump in on LeBron, and then he they just went down, man, in that series. So my pick is out. But now with the updated schedule as it is, um, I have I don't know. I think I think Brooklyn James Harden went down today. Yeah, he went down, but it was a, it was a hamstring. I think he'll be back soon. Yeah, I've read about it. 
I you hope he is back. If Brooklyn not, okay, Brooklyn. Oh, um, at the who's at the West? Dude, if the Clippers, man, if they get yeah. through the maps at home, they could do damage, dude. Yeah, I, really I can't like... argue. I can't argue with you. I'm, I'm going Clippers. I'm going Clippers yeah. out the West, Nets out the East. I think. Clippers. Well, Phoenix did impress me, man. Chris Paul and and Devin Booker really impressed me, man. DeAndre Ayton as well. Like they look, they look good too. Yeah. Um, um, my sleeper pick is Denver, and I know this sounds bad because I have no Murray, and they are going yeah. up against the Suns right now. But I just think Denver can sneak in a couple wins, and they might get Suns. I reckon. 100%. I don't know. Jokic is very good. They played very good against um. Portland. Oh. Damian Lillard dropped what fifty five, and they still lost. Yeah. Like I don't know. Denver looking no, I, think, dude, I could, I could, I think every team has a chance, except like. I don't think Atlanta. Atlanta I think are, are gonna, you know, they're gonna struggle to go to the finals. Yeah. Like that. Whoever wins the Milwaukee, Milwaukee um, Buck series now, I think we'll get through the East. Yeah. I can't see who are Atlanta playing Philly. Philly. I can't see Philly going there without yeah, Embiid. No. I don't know how bad Embiid is, but no. They said he did a bit of his. I think it was something to do with his meniscus in his left knee, but yeah. they haven't ruled him out. What about Utah? We haven't spoken about them. You think they have a chance? Utah's hard because every time I look at their team, I. I always say, like, this team is, like, very deep. Um, yeah. they, they can definitely go far. And this year, especially, I just feel like they took Memphis. Like, Donovan was out the first game, and then they swept them after that. Um, yeah. Donovan's looking very good. I don't know. I just I, I don't know. I just feel like it comes down to stars in the end. And I feel like the only team that's going to beat the Nets at this point was the King, but he's gone, and the yeah. Clippers. So but yeah, all right. I don't I'll know, but you. if if who's coming out the West, Jazz yeah, have to play Clippers to next. Yeah. So I don't know. I have no idea. It's very up. I'm very up there, but I'm gonna it's say Clippers. I'm gonna say it's Clippers. I'm with you. I'm gonna go Clippers, Nets, NBA Finals. Yeah. Nets win with KD Finals MVP. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you exactly. Oh well, yeah. that's rare, but yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to agree with you exactly. All right. Um, earlier in this week, the under-19 Emus roster was announced. Um, I've got the roster on my phone. What are your thoughts on the roster? Any surprises? How far do you think they will go? For anyone that doesn't know, um, the it's played in Latvia. It's the under-19 World Cup. So the best players under-19 um, in the Australian roster. So they are in the same pool as the US, which is unfortunate. Turkey and Mali. Is it Mali? Mali, that's the yeah, one. Mali, who you said is pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, from what I've heard and from what I've seen um, a little bit. Of, I talked to Tamri about that too when he gets on. Yeah. My, my roster, first... Yeah, what you are your thoughts? Um, the roster, in my opinion, no surprises. Um, there was a first roster that came out. And then they adjusted it to add the NBL players and, and so forth. Um, and then they cut it again after that. There was a training camp roster. One surprise, no Tyrese Proctor. Yeah, uh, I don't you know. Think he's yeah, I do. But so then like again, two, years, two, three years. I think yeah, yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. I think that contributed, contributed to it. So I don't know. No surprises to me. I think that this team will go very far. Um, 
I'm not surprised either. I, I think I, I said it. I posted all about it. I think these guys have a legitimate chance. This is, a, yeah. from my end, like this class, man, is the most stacked class I have seen. I'm, I'm, I've only been really, really into my junior basketball for like three years now, two to three years. Yeah. I'm really following it. And now this year I've really taken off. I've been following a lot of other states and things like that. Uh, I mean, I haven't been overly educated on, on years past, but I can't imagine even future years being as stacked as, as this current roster. Like you're looking at like five guys, maybe that five, six guys that could have some potential like serious, serious basketball careers, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I'm talking NBA type of hype, potentially, you never know. Yeah. Um, and Giddy's not even on the roster and he's yeah. eligible. Yeah, exactly. He's protecting his draft stock, which no, is no, no. I think I think he'll be drafted by then. He'll oh, be really? he'll be like I think the draft is in July, is it not? Yeah, or I think the tournament August? goes from like they take off 26th June and they get back end of July. Okay, so he'll be he'll be probably preparing for the draft. So yeah, maybe he's protecting yeah, himself. The draft. I think I mean it's better. Don't get yeah. injured. Don't get on the yeah. silly. Don't have a bad game. You know he's lottery right now. But anyway, it's not about giddy. We've spoken enough. Yeah. <laughs> The rust is good, man. The rust is good. No surprises. I like it. Interesting note. Nine of the 12 players are non-white. Like there's a lot of kind of African descent, indigenous descent players, which is rare. I was talking to Buali the other day and he was like, it's going to be funny. Like they're going to show up to the tournament. They're going to be like, this is Australia. Like what the <laughs> hell? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it, I mean, I, I guess it's, I don't know whether it's an it's an evolution in, in in things or whether it's just the younger guys from first generation countries, the parents who've been here now, they're going yeah. up and they were born here or whatever. But I mean, they've they've picked a, a great team, man. Yeah, it's good to see. Um, yeah, sure. pick your starting five. Now My starting five. I'll let you know mine real quick. Now it's yeah, tough to me- pick because I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pick mine based on if I'm the Australian coach and who I think he's gonna pick. Oh, okay. So not you, not Coach nah, Reese. This this is what I think the Ross, the starting five will be. Not me, not Coach Reese. Yeah. So uh, it's hard to it's hard to explain. So not against USA, I think they'll run a different roster compared to against Mali and Turkey. Interesting. Against Mali and Turkey, they're going to run Tamri at the one. Yeah. Hmm. It's very hard. If you look at this oh, roster, if you get this roster up on your phone, I'm looking at it, man. I'm looking at. Corner I'm gonna line. put. I'm gonna put Rain at the two. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna put Dyson at the three. Now wow. it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be small forward basketball. It's gonna be like Ben Simmons playing the three at Philly. Yeah. Okay. Then at the four, we're gonna put Blake Jones. He's gonna be ball in hand. You get. You're getting the buckets. Yeah. And then at the five, we might have to run Yak Yak. Okay. Very interesting lineup. Against USA, though, this is my lineup. We're going to run Dyson at the point. We're going to run a colder Gak at the two. Colder Gak at the two. Yes, we're going to run big. Everyone's big on that team. We're going to run big. A colder gack at the two. We're yep. gonna run David Aquera at the three. Yeah. Blake at the four. Yak yak at yep. the five. Damn, you just changed that whole thing up. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go lengthy team. Uh, I don't know. Dude, I, you could pick any. I, any hold on, hold on. Uh, just to um, 
say about my pick, a Coldergak in the two. I've never actually seen a Coldergak play. All I've seen is his um, NBL when he comes on in the last minute or so. I've seen a couple of his clips um, yeah. in high school, but yeah, all we're running is defense and yeah. I get you. Now, uh, let's okay. yours. I mean, I, I'm going to take a slightly different approach. I don't yeah. know what the coach is going to be thinking. Yeah. Um, so I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I'm going to go is my team that I will that I would run with. Yeah, let's hear it. It's dude, I might go with uh, I might go with Boali at the one. Okay. That's probably just the exposure I've had to him. I think he's yeah. come up big time. Earned it, but yeah, I think he's he's yeah. at the one. I like Rain's game at the two. I like Rain at the two. Yeah, the floor. Like, you know, he's a sniper. He'd probably be the best shooter in the competition, I'll give yeah. So you gotta gotta have him there. Um I, I like um my four or five are uh, uh, Blake Jones and a cold gap. I think those okay. are guys I'm going to pick in my front court. Yeah. At three spot, I think if you go small, like you can run a three guard rotation out of that. So you can put Tamri there. Yeah. Uh, just so they can, you know, him and Buali interchange at the one, whoever gets it, the other one goes type of thing. Mm. I, I like the pace that he plays. I saw him play for the Bullets last night, actually. That was the first time I saw him live up close. Yeah. And I was impressed just the way he. he Pounds a ball and advances it and plays defense. So I think yeah. you can go small with him, but if 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 not, I'd probably have to go with David Aquera to three. Yeah, I think I like he's he's yeah I think he's solid at the wing and defend multiple positions. So mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of options there. Um, I don't know. And then I look at it and I go, far out. Taron is crafty, man. Like yeah, he's Taron's tough, nice. bro. Like, he can, he can play. Jalen Galloway is obviously super super tough, yeah. like athletic. Trying to you're not, you're not starting. You're not starting Dyson. And that's why I'm looking at that. I just miss oh, Dyson. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dyson's another one. Like, yeah, you probably have to make a case for it. Um, Jalen Galloway's yeah. real nice too. <laughs> I haven't seen yeah. Jalen Galloway's nice too. I haven't seen much of him, but yeah. He's tough. Super you athlete, could, bro. You could possi- possibly run him in my tall lineup at the two instead of a colder gap. So this is one of those rare I've never, I've never seen a colder gap play, so I might run Jalen Galloway at the two instead. Yeah. I think this is one of those rare teams where it's like, I don't, I don't. I think everyone's going to be playing like twenty-one minutes, twenty minutes, yeah. nineteen minutes. Like no one's rough. really going to play their one and a half minutes and just yeah. be a development player or something. Like everyone's going to play, bro. Like you're looking at it and there's like, there's no real weakness, man. Yeah, uh, I'm actually really impressed. I'm not just yeah. saying that. Like I, I think this team could 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 go all the way. Let's hope so. Anyway, it'd yeah. be dope, yeah. man. You know. Facts. I think it's Blake yeah. Jones's time to turn up. I'm big That's what I'm said, nice. Second medal, second gold of the year. Yeah, facts. Nationals and then come to this. So let's see. All right, we'll get Tamri on. We're going to hear his starting five in a second. Yeah, I'm keen to hear who he says. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. They forgot we gave him hope. I was spending time on that corner trying to set me on honey though. Straight with that goggle, my hips to the cop was running up. I look at these niggas and I can tell they are not one of us. I'm riding the bed like a nigga in that camera at the front of the bus. Tommy, how you doing? All right, how you been? Not too bad, man. Good, yourself? First of all, I want to introduce you to Hash. He's going to be co-hosting the show with me today. How you doing, man? Uh, nice to meet you, bro. You too, Tommy. You too. Um, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. We know it's um very time-consuming, but we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, nah, no worries, no worries. Uh, first of all, congratulations on being uh, named to the under-19 EMU squad uh, earlier in the week. Um, sure. We mentioned it before. Um, it's going to be played in Latvia. Um, I think the, the warm-up is in L- Las Vegas, I think they mentioned. 
which is pretty sick. Mm, yeah. Um, so me and Hesh were discussing our starting five. Let's hear yours. You got the roster on you? Starting five. Me one. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's actually... It's tough. Yeah. It's tough. No, it's it there, is man. tough. What the hell? You're not wrong. That is actually tough. Yo, that's actually a good question. Yeah, I, I like the I like the middle one though. <laughs> Straight forward, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna have to get back to that because uh, I didn't even see the, like I didn't even get to the camp to, to see the boys and all that. But yeah. actually, me one. Yeah, now we have to run it back. Yeah, Jeez, that's actually <laughs> we'll come question. back to we'll come back to the question. It's hard because everyone plays different positions. Like you yeah, can play Dyson yeah. anywhere, but. Yeah, exactly true. Um, Australia's in the same pool as the US, Turkey, and Mali, who Hash said is pretty decent last year. You said Hash? Yeah, they finished second, didn't they, to USA? They got the silver last time, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, so we ended up beating... That's a funny thing. We ended up beating them by... Oh, really? On a buzzer. Yeah, okay. so we ended up beating Mali. And then Mali turned up into the finals. So that was kind of devastating. But we choked up to uh, Lithuania. That's what we choked up to. Yeah. So that was pretty... That's pretty yeah tough. Seeing them um, in the final with the with the talent on the roster, I feel like you guys can go far. Um, what do you what do you think the chances are of winning gold? Oh, for sure, it's, it's number one. Like every time we pull up to Worlds, I think that's obviously the main goal to put to um to get the number one spot. But yeah, but that's the thing. Like I haven't seen our boys yet, but I, with with the talent we got for sure. Like I think the guard spots like were were real good. Take take it take us back a little bit, man. When was the when was the first time you represented Australia? And talk about what that that feeling was when you got picked to to put on the green and gold for the first time. Jeez, what was this? This was I think my first trip was Asia qualifiers. Uh, that was the yeah Asia qualifiers. That was me, Luke, Travis, um, Swaka. Yeah, what age was, was that? That was under seventeen. I was bottom age. I think on the seventeenth, on the seventeenth, yeah, pretty sure on the seventeenth. But yeah, but yeah, you know, it's always honored to uh, represent your country. Like you get goosebumps, just like for me, that was my first time goosebumps, like representing my country. It didn't like really click that tournament. It was good, like it was real good in China. Um, got, got to travel the world, like get out of the country for the for, for the first time. So yeah, it was an honor to actually chuck on that green and go. You get to for keep sure. the jerseys, eh, with your name on the back, the Australian jerseys. Oh, for sh- for sure. Yeah, I, like that's a sick jersey. When we got them, I was just like, I've got a friend this, you know. Yeah. Um, let's take it back to the um early days. How did you fall in love with basketball? Um, so how did I fall in love with basketball? So it's a long story because first my love was um rugby league. So yeah. I used to love rugby league. Like if I had to if you had to ask me a question back then, it would be like when I was young, it'd be like I don't want to be in the state of origin, you know, yeah. playing with Greg Inglis, like just that, those type of things, like with Dan Gaga and all them. So I kind of really looked up to them. And then, you know, growing up, I always wanted to play against older kids, like trying to. I feel like that's how I developed playing against older kids. So my mom didn't really like like that. I think teachers were just asking me, "Can you play up like the older senior levels?" So I like I was harder than fake signature. I was like, "Yeah, come, I'll play." And my mom just snapped and said, "Like, nah." Like you gotta wait your turn. Mm-hmm. So we end up playing touch football, and then touch football came, and I was like, you know what? Like, let me just try something different. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I played, uh, played basketball. And then I think the first, I played local like my first year and then like end up, uh, my rep team just end up snatching me up. And then before you know it, the second year, I was under the Cairns Taipans radar. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then end up, like I always wanted to travel the world and yeah. rugby league could take you, take you places, but not as much as basketball. So sure. I think that was kind of captured my, my eye once I like fell when did you realize you, you felt like you were good enough to to make it a career or like to, to pursue it as a career was it that at that rep season when you first got picked or did it take a couple of years for you to, to think about that uh like oh yeah it, it didn't click until i really took it seriously is when i popped off at uh a nationals in Kilsat. that's the that's the one where i was like you know what like i can really I can really take this far, you know. If I just yeah. really locked in and yeah, and just put my like put my hundred percent into it, like I can really yeah. take this far. So yeah, it was it was different because that kills that nationals. I think really put me on the map as well, but also how old were you at that one? Made me quick. You must have been like 14, 15? Yeah, I was fourteen. Because I I think after that I just went to the NS after that. Is that the tape? Yeah. Is that the infamous Tamri tape? That's like the best fourteen-year-old player of all time. Tape? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. That was, that was yeah. But that, that's when it like I kind of like really clicked because after like before that, I wasn't really like I wasn't really locked in. Like I was, yeah. I was my passion was something else. But that like really locked in. Ben Simmons ended up like, com- commenting on like some post or something. So I was like, you know what? Like, yeah, yeah. Really, so how really, did that feel? Really Sorry to cut you off, but how did that feel? Man, being a fourteen-year-old and, and getting getting like I don't know about viral, but it went it went far, man. Like guys are talking about it, and you had a bit of hype around you, and Ben Simmons commenting. Remember what it felt like being fourteen with that tape floating around? Yeah, yeah, it was. I I did pop off like it kind of did go viral, and I was just like I was getting hyped in a little bit, but I think, um, but yeah, I think Nate kind of just pulled me aside and like you know. You gonna pick like because I was I was I was like pretty bad. I was just like this Nate distracted, you know? Yeah, Nate Nate, so Nate pulled me aside and was like and they said like you see this shit? Like sorry for passing. Yeah. So you see this? Like you can really take this far, like doing all this other stuff with your homeboys and stuff, you can only go so far. So yeah, it was a different it was a different feeling. And plus when Ben Simmons commented on that, I was like, yo. What's your relationship with Nate Jawa? Nate's been always there like he knows the struggles like I think that's one thing I can connect with him is like he's grew up from my ends and like can really connect you know so I can really like look in like look to him and say look to him on the other side besides basketball because he knows like how he grew up and stuff so yeah so Nate's been always a role model yeah, even though he plays of, a different position yeah. yeah that kind of leads into my next question is um who's who's been the biggest inspiration throughout your basketball career would you say um, Nate? definitely be yeah Nate and Patty okay I think yeah Nate and Patty but more so Nate because as I said you know, you know Nate's been Nate's been he's he knows like he's from King yeah he knows how we grew up and what we can get distracted on and things like that so yeah he's been real good yeah. I've seen you I've seen you training with Patty Mills Did, is that something he hit you up for or yeah yeah so yeah he, he hit me up um through through Nate because he was coming down the side. He was getting ready for that um that World Cup. So we were kind of preparing. I was preparing for New Caledonia and those type of things. And he was um preparing for 
the World Cup. So yeah, so he's real good, like real humble guy. Um, but yeah, I I stay in touch with him whenever I need moves and stuff. I think after this se- this NBL season, I'll definitely like because he's gonna get ready for Tokyo. So I don't know if he's gonna come back here and um get prepared again, but we'll see soon. But yeah, but he's been real good. Like whenever I need moves and stuff like that, or I need to read certain things, I don't want to just hit him up and stuff like that. But um, eleven months ago, you announced that you were signing with the Brisbane Bullets, uh, which was huge mm-hmm. news. Um, I personally was super excited because um, I'm a Bullets fan. Um, yes. What made you choose the NBL, and was college ever an op- uh, option? Well, maybe you choose the NBL. Like, what? Why I really chose the NBL is because. I needed to help out the family, you know, like, yeah. get the money up and like, so like kind of just provide, because like, me, I always wanted to provide for my family, um, what my mom and my mom brought me up, my what my mom has done for me, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give back and yeah, I didn't like this, like we kind of, we kind of just struggled and stuff, so I think it was a, yeah, I was just chasing the bag, because regardless, I can and get to my goal anywhere through college or um, college or wherever, wherever else. But yeah, yeah, just wanted to go get the bag, help out my mom, and yeah, and plus it was the pro level, you know, college you could play against um, young teams, but NBL as you see, like like the pro, like men, you know. Uh, well, bullets always in the talks. Um, were you surprised when they offered up a contract or? Oh no, we always on a talk because I was I was with them the previous year as well when I was yeah. running with them for the for the preseason. Okay. So yeah. I think I kind of got that connection with them, and then the boys on the team was just like they were good blokes, you know, yeah. just great blokes. And I think that's what, one thing for me is I need coming in if I I needed good people around me because that always helps when things are going like not your way. So I think that really helps. Um, explain the experience so far. Um, is it what you expected? Um, no, it wasn't what I expected. But I think this like this year really did really help me as a person, you know? Like the lowest, not the lowest, because I mean, I've always been, um, I've always been, not to be corny or anything, but like juniors, I've been top tier, like always been, always been playing and that type of stuff so I think now playing at this level now and being at the back foot and kind of just like just helpless I was like I just felt helpless I was just like I can't have my team on anyway my time did come for sure but I think it really helped that I was I think the main thing for me this year was for me to stay engaged because I think as a young young player in the NBA not playing and stuff you tend to get distracted you know tend to drift away like you know what I'm not playing, like, I'm just going to do other things, just not engage in stuff. So I think what helped me is when I cultivate and stuff, I just stay engaged, people say stay engaged. I think for me, yeah, for me, just staying engaged, doing scout, doing extra work, just knowing your time will come, whatever. And then, yeah, my time did end up coming. Like, we had injuries. Yeah, you started a couple. You like, had, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was starting a couple games. Yeah. And I think that really did sure. Like if I just keep working, put in the time, my time will come and then I end up, yeah, starting starting five, four games, six games. 
and it was real good. Matching up on like key plays, like Bryce Cutting and all that. Yes, it was real good. So it really shows like you just got to keep working on your game, even though things don't have uh things don't go your way. Go your way. Just keep working on your game because when the time shows up, you better be ready. So that kind of leads on to my next question, man. Um, I was at the Kings game last night. I was watching up close, mm. and I don't think. Did you step on the floor first half? You didn't. I don't think. No, no, no. I stepped on the second in. half. Yeah, third quarter you came in, and you're talking about engagement and all that stuff. You were locked in, dude. You were chasing over screen, mm. top blocking everything. Like you, you did a job on Casper Way, man. Like you, you came in ready to go. Like you didn't. You look like you've been playing 30 minutes already. Like, yeah, off the bat, yeah. Yeah. How yeah, did like, you? How, yeah. do you, how have you found that process, man? It looks like Lamanis trusts in your ability to be able to go match up with key guards and stuff. Do you have that conversation with him? And that's what he, that's your role, kind of thing, on your team to be able yeah. to do that. And how do you find yeah, those think- matchups? Oh yeah, for sure. I think Jade really trusts me now that I can like pick up because I like I always like I always knew that if you play defense, if you can play defense the same for the summer, you're bound to get minutes. So I think that's kind of my role now. Like it's different. I've always had the ability to stay in front of defense and stuff, but it's never been my role through juniors, you know. So I think Jade's definitely had that confidence and confidence in me to just stay in front of those top tier players like Casper, Bryce, and just chase over screens and that type of stuff. So, yeah, so it's been real good um, knowing scouts and stuff like that, as you said, knowing scouts, knowing, knowing which way to um, force them and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's very impressive, man. Like, I was watching and, like, just seeing your, like, ability to, like, I don't know, like, it was just, you look like you were really comfortable in that pro environment, like, you, you, like I said, the scout of chasing over the top and staying attached to him at all times and top blocking those pin down screens and getting him right up on him. Like it would just look like you were ready to go. And that's rare, I think, for an 18, 19 year old kid to come in or play a half of basketball, especially yeah. someone of your pedigree. Like, like you say, you've been playing 35 a game your whole career up until now, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then now, like that, that's you reckon you would have done that first game of the season, second game of the season, or that engagement would have been way harder? Definitely. Yeah, it was. I wish, like, that's the one thing I wish, but you always win. But I wish I would have, like, done that at the start of the season. Yeah. I think it would have been, been way different. It would have been way different, but it would have been no different because Jay would have that, that trust in me. But, yeah. But, sure. yeah. But, you like, I think young, young, up and kid, young, upcom- young and upcoming talent, like, if you could get that scat done, like, it's crazy how limited people are if you know which way to force them. What's the weakness and stuff like that? Yeah, it's it's crazy. Hey, real real quick, Tamri. Obviously, mm. being Indigenous heritage, talk a little bit about about that man and what it means to be like a, a role model in your community. You've spoken about Nate and how he he's been big for you, and Patty comes back and does a lot of stuff in the community. Kind of, what does that mean to you to be like a real life example of you know what you can you can achieve at such a young age? You've you've already done so much in your basketball career. Just talk to us a little bit mm. about that. Um, it means a lot. Like obviously now, realizing that I'm, I'm a big role model now in my community. When I go back, like the way p- young kids come up and just talk. But I've always been in that position too, like looking up to Nate, what Nate's done. Because I, because growing up, as I said, like football again, looking up to Greg when Greg used to come to our home community and stuff. Like it was a different feeling. Like and that's like looking up to like indigenous players and stuff. Like I know there was it was rare in basketball. I ended up finding out because like, I was into basketball later in my um later in my years. 
or coming to high school, but I was more I related more to football when I used to look up to Greg and what he did to the community and stuff like that. It just meant a lot. And you you'd straighten because you get you you tend to get distracted and stuff. Like at school, you're like, you know what? Like you tend to be a bad kid. I know for me myself, I got distracted a lot. But yeah. just those just those role models coming into our school and telling us you gotta do this. You gotta straighten up. This this it, it meant it meant a lot for me. Yeah. And for and me to be in false. Yeah. Sorry, no, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want uh, are you trying to take on that role too? Like are you now going back to the younger kids and trying to do that, set them straight and tell them kind of what you can achieve if you if you get on path? Yeah, for sure. I always go back and I always tell like younger younger kids, like if you lock in, like this can really take you far. You can be able to provide for your family. Cause I think I always tell them you can provide for your family. Cause it always hit it's always hits different when you talk about family, what you can do to help out your family through the struggles. So I was reminded, but every time I go back home, young kid come up and say, How can yeah. I do this? How can I just, I always take take time out of my to go give advice and stuff like that. Always give back. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's really good to hear. Talking on that on that same type of topic, man. Um mm. top controversy recently. Um, obviously it's come up with us. I've spoken to a few people on the podcast about it. Um, just the whole whole thing about not certain certain ethnicities and indigenous background or African background represented not being represented completely in Australian basketball. Obviously Liz Cambridge has come out and spoken about it. Ben Simmons has commented on it before. You've come up through the through the BA system, the basketball Queensland system as well. How's your experience been like w- with that type of stuff? Um it's it's been good. Like I've never had no problems with that. Mm. Um, I think Basketball Australia on my end for me, but it has been really good. Um, I think, yeah, I've never really had my problems with that, but I did see that Liz Cambridge thing about, yeah, about that. And that is true. I, I have seen like a lot of star Australian athletes, and I saw that and I was like, yeah. But it's good how Liz, I like how Liz speaks up, you know, she doesn't yeah. have, she doesn't have any, um, she doesn't hold back, so I kind of I like that about her. But yeah, yeah. Well, yeah did, you notice, did you notice that the the under 19s Yemi squad had like only three three white guys and and nine non white guys? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw a group chat in Bali. Bali or Karen said that, and I'm like, yo, that's actually that's actually crazy. Like, like I don't think there's hasn't been a squad with that that much. Um, uh, yeah, let's say we can say yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, I, yes, I'm really proud of those boys. Um, because I think in the in the Af- African community here in Australia, it's like I've kind of been slept on. It's it has been slept on actually. Yeah. I'm gonna say straight up, it's it's been slept on. They had a lot of time, and then for them for because yeah, and for them to finally be recognized yeah finally be recognized and be on the team it's, it's, it means a lot because my dad's side's african as well so it kind of hurts as well when i see my people getting slept on i always knew that even for indigenous boys too like there's a couple of indigenous indigenous boys that like that come up on the ranks and then just fall off because they didn't get that record you know uh they get looked at like that and that's why i'm always like um proud of Buali. he's come up He's he's been he's been slept on. Yeah, he's been slept on for for him to 
keep grinding through the rounds and and find and make it now and get his contract and stuff. It means a lot to see another indigenous player up and but also coming back to the Oz team, you know, it means a lot to see brothers in the team and stuff like that. So I'm really, really keen to go to battle with them in that way. Yeah, man, I, I think personally, I've just been involved in coaching for a little while. I've never really played at elite levels, obviously, like like you boys have. But I think mm. seeing teams that get picked and what happens, like, I'm not saying it's intentional by any means, but there's a lot more, like, African indigenous players that are hoopers and they can play and given the right opportunities can make a serious impact in the game that yes, they get represented for. You know what I mean? Like, And I think it's, mm. it's good. That Emu's team was kind of like, damn, like, Hopefully it's a bit of a change now. Like we can start really picking talented players now um, that, that are out there and that scouting process where we get the younger kids that have the potential, have the talent, you know, from those kind of yeah. socioeconomic regions, different different ethnicities can kind of come through now, you know? Yeah, that's 100, yeah, for sure. That's real good. Um, After playing this year, um, what's one thing you want to achieve next season? Um, My shot. Definitely my shot. I think now getting that confidence behind it. I've worked on, I've worked on my form and that type of stuff. I've put in work. It's just me building my confidence now to get that stroke right. Sure. So yeah, definitely. Um, I saw recently you signed uh, to Capitals. You and Stoddy are going to be nice in the NBL one. Um, can yes, sir. He's been popping probably. off. Yeah, facts. Yeah. He's nice. Nick Stodd up. Um, yeah. We're going to get into our fan questions. Um, we put these on our story for people to ask you. Mm. Um, the first one is, if you didn't end up going to the Bullets, what was option B? If there was one. Perth. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Perth. It would have been Perth or Sydney. Those are the two other options. Damn. Nice. We were talking to yeah. Nice. Yeah. Another fan asked, who's your favourite point guard of all time? Kyrie. Okay. Kyrie, Kyrie or Kyrie? Yeah. Kyrie. Steph, Steph Kyrie. Or Kyrie. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Um, how does it feel to be among and represent as an indi- Indigenous player in the NBA? I'm pretty sure you already answered that. Um, mm. But, yeah. Yeah, it's always an honor. You know, you get to represent your country, uh, your culture in your own country. You know, and to be very... Um, be among the few. Yeah, it means a lot. For sure. Um, someone asked, what is Coach Lamanis like? I mean, I don't know what he's referring to, but, you know, <laughs> what, what Coach Lamanis has been like for you, I guess, as it would be. He's, he's been good. He doesn't, he hasn't, he hasn't talked to individually that much, but he's been real good. Like, doesn't, he's not the coach to go off his head and that type of stuff. Like, he really just holds you accountable for I really kind of a, like you're a pro you come ready to the game you be ready you know he's not this is not the month where he just tears and tears and stuff like that yeah. you know he's just more he's just more like he holds you accountable you know um, and fifth one is yeah. any advice for young hoopers coming up if you had to give one piece of advice what would it be no matter what highs or lows you, you go through just always put in the work I think that's one thing I've, as again, this year, like, even if you get a little high, you still, you still work, always work on your game. Hey, you just see the news? The news? 
Yeah. Tell me might have already known. He might have already known. Oh, yeah, probably. The Bullets plan to hire James Duncan as the team's next head coach. No. Oh, I never I, I heard that. You haven't heard it? Damn. I just posted no, that. I haven't heard that. James Duncan is your... He's someone speaking. Jeez. <laughs> Damn. That's yeah. crazy. It's not confirmed, is it, Reese? Yeah, it's confirmed. That old, oh, that old gun, old gun boy just tweeted. Yeah, that guy's a plug. He knows everything. Yeah, facts. He's I think that's. Up. I think that's why Jason's tapping on the walls, trying to get my attention. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, crazy. Are you still in Sydney right now, Tom? No, 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 no. We just we just got back today. We got back today. Okay. Better. Yeah, it was nice though. That, that, that I like Sydney. Yeah, yeah facts. Sydney's real sweet. We're going to get into our 10 quick questions. Um, we ask these every week. You can answer these at your own pace. Um, who do you try to replicate your game after? Um, and who are you watching film of at the moment? Um, definitely Kyrie. But I've definitely um, been working my game off uh, Damien. Damien, how he plays and stuff. I think the way, obviously, I'm going to work on my shooting and stuff. And just the way he comes up, pick and rolls and stuff like that. And just how he reads read how people obviously hard show him and then he just comes up and just pulls that trigger. So definitely him and definitely trying to get that smooth stroke to my shot. Nice. You, you've answered this one, but I'm going to change it up. We were initially going to ask, if not basketball, what sport would you be playing? But if it wasn't basketball or footy, is there another, is there a third sport, like a secret talent, table tennis or something like that? Like, what's your third pick? Like what sport? Or it could what be anything. Sport would you be playing? Would you be playing if it wasn't footy or basketball? It wasn't footy or basketball. I'll try soccer. I yeah. think my dad always wanted me because I'm African background of mine. I think my dad always wanted wanted for me to play um soccer. So I'd, I'd give that a go. Um, top five artists right now. Top five artists. Meek, baby, little baby, Meek, little baby. Chris Drake. Chris Brown? Chris Brown. Yeah. Drake. Got one more. Tory, Tory Lane. Yeah. Tory's nice, bro. It was same on Tory Lane. I always have this debate. I think he's one of the Yo, nicest. He is nice. He switches he switches into any lane. Dude, he's like he's like Drake level for me, dude, in terms of his talent. Oh, I don't know about that. All right. Uh, least favorite place to travel on away games in the NBL. <laughs> you have to shit on one of the one of Australian that's cities. It. I'm sorry, Taryn, but that city. That's oh, I gave that. <laughs> I gave that. I gave that city uh, like two chances. It's yeah. quiet. Damn. It's quiet. <laughs> that Tassie trip is tough. It's tough. Um, who's the most underrated player you know? Anyone you want to give a shout out to that isn't getting much, getting much shine? Taron. Taron. I think Taron does. Taron doesn't really get his like. Yeah, like you see what he's doing right now. Yeah, like, he could really do that. I think. I think he gets like put on the spotlight a little bit, and he could really play. Taron could really play. I've heard that from players. A lot of players yeah. around the environment have told said that Taron is like tough. Mm. Yeah, he's like he has a clip on him, so yeah. So, so I reckon Taron Taron really can slip him. I reckon he should be on our caliber of like hype and stuff like that. So yeah. Nice. 
What about the, the favorite question in the top 10? Celebrity crush. Who is it? Celebrity crush. Bagariri. That's my Hey. She's taking her. She's off. She's off the. Except Rocky got that now. So. Nah. So yeah. Oh, actually, no. She's not my. She's not my crush. I'm a lot of big letter. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know that is? Uh, I heard the name. I don't. I haven't. I don't, couldn't pick a face though. I don't think. She's a. She's a female rapper. Yeah, Mulatto, rapper big letter. Um. Favorite meal. <laughs> Favorite meal, carbonara. Yeah. Can't get wrong with that. Nice, easy. All right, I'm gonna change the question too because you've already talked about Dame. Uh, we we're gonna yeah. ask Dame Steph, but I'm assuming it's Dame, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. no, Steph, Steph. Oh, yeah, really? Steph. I was gonna say, yeah, but Steph. Steph and Curry. Steph. Steph What's the two-time is... MVP? That was yeah. a bit different. What about? I'll add one more. Eleven quick questions. Sorry, Reese. LeBron or KD? Mm. Katie, mm. okay. I'll take. I don't know. Actually, that LeBron because because LeBron got eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I just like yeah, LeBron has like, but Katie's just like he's just so tough. Like I think for LeBron, you can kind of like. I know what you mean. I feel like if you he has he has some weaknesses in his game. Yeah. If, if, you know, if you know what I mean, like yeah. KD, like he can shoot whenever he wants over you. Like, yeah. like he yeah. has, yeah. I feel like if they gave you life or death, you can't let this person get a bucket on you. I feel like I'd rather LeBron, they're both gonna get buckets, but I feel like KD has more of a chance to facts, yeah, because he guard. can shoot from anywhere, yeah. yeah. He gets to his spot, like, and he's right, isn't Cool, you can't, you can't get to that, yeah. And he could just shoot as well. I think LeBron, if I had to guard LeBron. I'd probably just sag. Yeah. Just, just let him do that one where he just puts his head down and, and then raises it. Well, yeah. He looks at the ball. Well, yeah. um, hardest cover in the NBL? Who's the hardest to guard so far? Tyler Harvey. Mm. Tyler Harvey and Serbs. Okay. Can you give us a reason why? Tyler just has that thing where, like, he just pulled it so unexpectedly, you know? And then that floater that he has, I need that in my bag. Uh, like, that floater <laughs> where he could, just, he could just pull it. Like, I'll be right next to him. Like, like I'll try to take the shot away, and then he'll try to make a move to go to the hoop. Mm-hmm. I'll be right there. And he'll just flick it, like, just, just throws it. It's crazy. But yeah, Tyler Harvey and Sobs. Sobs is tough. Yeah. Sobs is tough. Man, how much better do you think you've gone defensively just guarding him in practice every day? So much. Like, I think, like, I've learned a lot. Like, just, I've learned a lot. Like, he obviously tells me stuff and stuff like that. He's been a great help with telling me stuff. But just by off how he plays and stuff, he's helped a lot. You know, he had, like, he just reads. Like, he'll sometimes just run into you and go like that. So sometimes yeah. you just got to, like, just read, you know? Can't put your hands in certain places. No one to like put your hand on the hips and come off picking rolls and just things like that, you know. So sure. it's been good. And I reckon that guarding him in practice like definitely helped me guarding Casper, Bryce Cotton, Tyler Harvey. Definitely helped. 
One thing I've noticed about, about Sobi is that when I first started watching the NBL, he was always like talented as like ever, like obviously super athletic, can stroke it real smooth with it. But he was like yeah. really one speed, just like 100 yeah. miles an hour. This season, he's been like poised, man. He never gets pushed off his spot, like takes place at his speed. It's crazy, man. And it's like, he's got 26. I'm like, when did this even happen? Like, when did he get those 26 yeah, points? It's a like, lot, 20. Like a vet, bro. Like, I like his game a lot. MVP for me, bro. Mm, for sure. Just the way he plays. As I said, and that's definitely what he's been working on. And CJ, he's been working with me. And so and CJ always says that for me to like look at his game as well. The way he like goes underneath the hoop, nothing there, snake, snakes dribble. Stuff like that, like poison and stuff. Like me, I tend to like, as I said, juniors. I I go one gear. Like, I've been playing with one gear, but as you said, he's definitely working on that that po- that poison stuff. So, yeah. Last question, man. Who's winning? Who's winning the NBA this year? Uh Nets definitely enough. Def- all I gotta say is Nets definitely winning. Like Nets winning that. Yeah. Oh, I have Nets. I have Nets winning that chip for sure. We're gonna wrap it up there. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, good luck in Latvia. No worries, no worries. We're gonna be rooting appreciate for you. Um, and yeah, good luck. Thank you, my guys. All the best. Appreciate you again. Thanks everyone for joining us uh, for episode eight. Um, we enjoyed that one with Tamri. Um, we should be back next week. Um, appreciate you guys listening again. Um, we have a giveaway coming soon. Haven't announced this yet, but we just hit 15k on Instagram and we hit 1k subs on YouTube not long ago. So we're gonna be giving away a um giddy giddy jersey um a heritage jersey so we'll put that up soon but yeah we appreciate you guys and yeah we'll catch you next week